I know it's Wednesday night, but can we lift up the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? He's blessed us. He's brought us yet another time into the house of God. Amen. God has blessed us throughout our daily activities. God woke us up this morning, clothed us in our right mind, gave us the activities of our limbs. He blessed our going and our coming on today. And for that, he's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We exalt his name on tonight. For he is King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. Look at somebody and say, I'm glad to see you on a Wednesday night. Amen. Amen. You know, we could be lying on our bed of affliction. Amen. But look what the Lord has done. He's brought us yet another time. Amen. Into the house of God that we may worship him, that we may glorify his name, that we may see our brothers and sisters. And I don't know about you, but that's encouragement right there. Can I get a witness in the building? Amen. We bless the name of the Lord on tonight. Amen. We're here to continue to dig into faith. Amen. I don't know about you, but I, I, I need all the faith that I can get. Amen. Amen. The greater your faith, the greater the attack. Amen. That's what the enemy wants. He wants our faith. And we talked about that on Sunday. Amen. And one of the things that I love to talk about is faith. Um, because I realized that out of this 35 years that I've been saved, it's been a journey of faith. Amen. It's been a journey of faith. Uh, so I'm not talking about nothing that I, I heard somebody else say. Amen. I've lived it out. I, I, I've had to apply faith to my life. Uh, just thinking about the course of my life from, from, you know, jobs to opening a business to, you know, just raising a family. It takes faith to do all that. Amen. Amen. So grab your Bibles on tonight. Amen. We're going to a very familiar scripture. We're going to the book of the beginnings. We're going to Genesis 22. Uh, one through eight on tonight. One through eight. And of course, I'm in the NIV on tonight. Amen. I see still some pages turning. People using their phones. It's on the screen. Amen. Whatever way you want to use, look for it on tonight. Amen. Genesis 22. Starting at the first verse reads, Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham. He says, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, key, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain, I will show you. And verse 3 says, Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. And when he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he, he set out to the place that God had told him about. And on the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. And he said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship 
And then we will come back to you. Key. And Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. And as the two of them went together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, Father, yes, my son. And Abraham replied, the fire and the wood are here. And Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham answered, God himself will provide a lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. Father, we thank you tonight just for the opportunity to gather in your presence. Thank you, Father, that you've summoned us here, Father, to help strengthen our faith. God, because there are some things you want to do in and through our life. God, there are some things that you orchestrated before uh, the foundation of the world for each and every one of us. And God, in order to lay hold to it, we need the faith. We need our faith increased. God, because we have an enemy that desires to sift our faith. But God, we thank you that you have prayed for us that our faith fail not. So God, we thank you tonight that you're going to equip us, that you're going to download into us, that you're going to strengthen our inward man, God, that it would ignite the faith inside of us, God, that we may be everything that you called us to be. So we thank you tonight, and we give you glory and honor and praise. And the church said, amen, amen. You may be seated in the Lord's house on tonight. So our theme for this month is relentless faith, relentless faith. And we said relentless means uh, persistent, steady, unwavering, or unstoppable. It is uh, a, a continued pursuing. And then we, said, we talked about faith, and we gathered our definition from faith in Hebrews 11 and 1, where the writer tells us, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And on Sunday, we kind of looked at this. We said this word substance in the Greek is the, the Greek word uh, upostasis, and it literally means to stand under. And we said it's kind of like a foundation. Every house is built upon a foundation. Without a foundation, we understand that houses will crumble. And it is though faith is our foundation, that our life has to be built upon faith. Because if it's not built upon faith, the fact that we're going to go through circumstances and situations would cause our faith to crumble. So we need faith. We need that firm foundation. It gives the, uh, the substance, it gives us substance to our dreams. So all of us have dreams. All of us have hopes. So without faith, none of that can be laid hold to. They're just uh, wishful thinking. But when we have the faith of God, faith applied to our dreams and to our hopes, we understand that these things are possible because the Bible tells us that all things are possible to him that believe. And then we said the word evidence, evidence uh, that it was used uh, for the legal proof needed to back up an accusation. So faith in that sense 
Is there any conviction that God will keep his promise? And we understand that through the word of God, God has reiterated through his scripture that his word would not return void, that his promises are yea and in him, amen. That everything that God has spoken over your life, understand every promise that he has promised unto you, the word is letting us know he's able to do it. That there's nothing that can stand between him and accomplishing what he wants to do in and through your life other than faith. Whether it be to have faith or the lack of faith. To have faith means that it is possible, but but to not have faith means that we are doubting the very word that God has spoken over our life. And we said Sunday really is a sin to doubt God. Uh, yeah, my wife told me it was a little quiet when I said that. Uh, but it talks about the fact that faith makes real the things we hope for. It gives inner conviction to our dreams. Faith makes the things we hope for so real, it is though we already have them. Huh, that's critical. So faith, understand, uh, allows us to see. We're going to talk about this. It allows us to see into a realm where those things are, but faith, the faith to see it is one thing, but the faith to pull it to earth is another one. Uh, so we said that it's important to have faith. It's important because the Bible tells us in multiple instances that the just shall live by faith. Romans 1 and 17 says the just shall live by faith. Galatians 3 and 11 tells us that the just shall live by faith. Hebrews 10 and 38 tells us now the just shall live by faith. Even Habakkuk, Old Testament, tells us that the just shall live by faith. So anytime we see multiples in Scripture, God is reiterating it. He's trying to set a precedence. He's trying to help us understand that it is so. That if we are his children, that we, if we are believers, if we love him, then we're going to walk by this faith. The just shall live by faith. It's not the fact that we are just in our own ability or in our own ways, but we're just because of the grace and the mercy of God. So because we are, we are engrafted into the promises of God, that we are to, to live a life of faith. That it is faith. Matter of fact, Hebrews uh, uh, 11 and 16 says, but without faith is it, it is impossible to please God. He that comes to God must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The only way to come to God is by faith because none of us have seen him. None of us have, have, have seen God. Uh, we have to believe that he is. We have to believe that he died. We have to believe that he rose. We have to believe that he's now seated at the right hand of the Father making intercession for each and every one of us. 
Uh, so it takes faith to do that. And, and as, as his children, every parent uh, wants their child to please them. In the same way with God, he's looking. The Bible declares that when he's come back, he's going to be looking for faith because it is faith that, 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 that tantalizes him. It, it, it's faith that brings him joy. It, it, it is faith that puts a smile on his faith, face. So when he sees us, he wants to see faith. And we said that faith comes as a gift. None of us deserve faith. Uh, uh, we don't deserve it. It, it. It's a gift. Ephesians 2 and 8 and 9. I'm just building us up to where we're going to be tonight. He says, for by grace you are saved through faith, and it is not yourselves. It is the gift of God. God is a giver of faith. He gives that to us as we accept him and we love him and we believe him. He continues to give us faith and this faith goes from faith to faith. The Bible says we go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. It is a, a, a continual process, a continual building up of our faith. The reason that is built up because God knows that we're under attack. We're under attack by Satan. We're under attack in our own uh, uh, selves. We're in attack by life. And life sometimes robs us of the faith. So God has, we have to continue to have that faith poured in us. And we said that faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Paul tells us that in Romans 10 and 17. So the more that we hear God's word, the more our faith is built up. It is strengthened. Uh, there are layers added on our faith the more that we hear the word of God. That's why we have to long for the word of God. Because if it's faith that pleases God, I want to make sure that my faith meter is high. Anybody want to make sure that your faith meter is high? Uh, because it pleases God. So tonight we're going to look at one, we're going to look at someone who had relentless faith, Abraham, who, which the Bible tells us is the father of faith. He's the father of faith. He set the precedence for us. He laid out the pattern that we are to, to walk in because when we walk in that pattern, we'll see God fulfill some supernatural things in our lives. See, the Lord wants to do some amazing things in our lives, but in order to experience those things, it requires relentless faith. Yeah. It is said that 90% of, of the human population will die and never achieve more than 10% of their true ability. And it says one reason is because they'll never tap into the faith that God has made available. Isn't it amazing that God has given us something to access, uh, to use, so that we can walk into the fullness that he desires for our lives. 10 John 10, 10 says the thief come not but to steal, kill, and to destroy. But he says, I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. The Zoe type of life, the full type of life. And it's going to take faith in order to tap into the fullness that God has for us. Did you know that God does not have to do anything else? He's already provided for us everything we need, everything for life and godliness. God has already provided, but it's going to take faith to tap into it. 
Uh, I don't know about you, but I want to be that. I want to be like that 10 percent that is able to live out the fullness that God has purpose and plan for their life. Uh, So our text tonight opens, opens by introducing us to Abraham. And it, it opens up telling us that sometime later, God tested Abraham. That's critical. Because I want to suggest to you that not only will Satan attack your faith, which we talked about on Sunday, but God will also test your faith. Yeah, he will test your faith. Uh, I, I, we said Sunday that Satan attacks your faith to overthrow it, but God tests your faith in order to strengthen it, in order to build it up, uh, in order that it may uh, uh, be strong enough uh, to, to do exactly what needs to be done in order for you uh, to lay hold to every promise and plan that God has destined for your life. He wants us to be strong because there's levels in this. There's levels of faith. Yeah, the Bible talks about uh, multiple instances where people had little faith. And then he talked about those that had great faith. Those that had weak faith. So, so there are levels to our faith. In fact, faith is like a muscle tissue that if you stress it to the limit, it gets stronger and not weaker. Ah, yeah, it's kind of like lifting weights and exercising. The more you do it, the stronger you get. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it gets stronger, not weaker. So, so when your faith is tested, understand the result is a greater level of it. Greater level of it. That this is why um, we shouldn't be afraid for our faith to be tested. Uh, See, because I want my faith greater than it was last year. Yeah, I I want it greater than it was five years ago. No, because there are some things that that is going to require my faith to be at a certain level level in order to lay hold to. Uh, I'm not going to get it at at, at, at this level. I'm not going to get what God has up here at this level. I I got to raise my faith in order to get to that level so I can tap into what God has planned for me to have at that particular level. And it's going to take some testing. Yeah, in Genesis 21 and 12, we see that God giving Abraham a promise. Yeah, anytime God gives us a promise, understand there's going to be a test of our faith uh, preceding the promise. Uh, yeah, you're just not going to walk into it. <laughs> uh, no, no, God, you, you, you're going to have to go through some things. You, you, you're going to have to be tested. You, you, you're going to have to see if you really want it, if you really are hungry for what God has uh, provided for you. Genesis 21 and 12 says, but God said to him, do not be so stressful about the boy and your slave woman. Listen to whoever Sarah tells you or whatever Sarah tells you because it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. I mean, think about this. Why would God in one sentence make a promise to Abraham and then in another sentence tell him to offer up that which the promise was going to come through? 
It was because it was a test of Abraham's faith. And that's what God does many times in our lives. He will promise us something. Uh, and, 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 and then he will see, uh, you know, are we willing to, to, to relinquish it? Are, are, are we willing to, uh, to, to, to allow him to, to lay hold to it uh, in order for something greater to happen in our life? <laughs> yeah, God will often test your faith by asking you to do things that don't make sense. Don't make sense to the natural man. Uh, I mean, he'll ask you to, uh, uh, and I, I, I can relate to this. He can ask you to, to leave a job that pays real good money to open up a business. Uh, I, I, I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll ask you ridiculous stuff. Uh, it will seem ridiculous to the natural man, but to God, it's making sense because God knows where he's trying to take you. Uh, he knows the plan and the purpose that he has for your life. I mean, what sense uh, did it make for God to tell Abraham to offer up his son in which the fulfillment of his promise was supposed to come through? It made no sense to, to others, but it made sense to Abraham. Uh, how do we know it made sense to Abraham? Because Abraham acted off of what God had told him. Uh, Abraham saw something uh, in what God had promised. God, uh, Abraham saw, saw something. I, I, uh, okay, okay. First uh, uh, Corinthians 1 and 27 and, and the 8 clause says, but God chose, chooses the foolish things to, to confound, uh, to foolish things, uh, King James says to confound, uh, foolish things of this world to shame the wise. Uh, it, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't, doesn't make sense uh, uh, to the natural man. Doesn't, doesn't make sense on paper. Uh, doesn't make sense. But, but when uh, it, it, it's God that's telling you, understand, God is much brighter than we are. Uh, we have a finite mind, and God is infinite in his wisdom. He knows the beginning from the end. He's an omniscient God. He, he knows everything. But Abraham saw something. He saw something. And see, the thing about faith is that it often appears to be foolish. I mean, it would look foolish for Moses to stand with a rod at the Red Sea. It would look foolish for him to be holding up a rod, but it wasn't foolish when the waters parted. I, I mean, it seemed foolish for, for Noah for 120 years, preparing an ark. Never rained before, but it wasn't foolish when the first raindrop fell. Uh, yeah, God takes the foolish things to confound the wise. It, it, it seemed foolish for Peter to step out of a boat uh, on water and expect to walk, but when he did it, uh, I mean, looking back, you can see the, the faith of Peter stepping out. Nobody else has ever walked on water other than Peter and Jesus. Why? Because he had enough faith to trust God. And that's what God wants for us uh, uh, in our lives. He wants us to trust him. Uh, yeah, when we can't trace him. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have to believe him in spite of. I mean, it looked foolish for us 
I, I kind of thought about this today. It, it, it's kind of foolish for us to, to it, it seemed foolish for us to move from 4820 Guy Road uh, next door. Uh, it, it looked foolish in the beginning. I, I, I mean, here was a, a facility that was paid off, uh, uh, but to move here. But every time I see new faces, every time I see new people join, I, 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 I understand. I, I understand that it had to be an act of faith to believe that God had something better. And see, that's many times our problem. We want to settle in comfortability when God is trying to push us to greater things. Things, higher heights and deeper depths. Ah, uh, yeah, what you're sitting in is faith. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish uh, if, you, if you would go to the, uh, many of y'all have seen the pictures of what it looked like when we first walked this place. Uh, I mean, this was uh, 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 just an open warehouse. This was racks uh, uh, standing in the middle of the floor, concrete floor. It didn't, didn't look anything like uh, it was unconditioned. Uh, uh, but faith, uh, when you put faith in God, God can do some supernatural things. Uh, and that's what God wants. He wants our faith. And Genesis 20, 22 and 3 tells us, early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey and took, him, took with him his two servants and his son. I mean, we see here, or what we see here is Abraham's immediate response to what God told him to do. First thing I want to tell you is faith requires immediate response. Yeah, it requires immediate response. Uh, yeah, why does it require immediate response? Understand, the quicker we respond in faith to what God says, the better. Because we're so quick to talk ourselves out of what God has told us to do. Uh, when it's discomfort. When it doesn't feel good, when we can't reason in our own mind, it's easy to say, no, maybe that wasn't God. Uh, God, I need another sign. Uh, I need another fleece. Y'all ain't going to help me. Uh, but I, I, I like what Betty uh, Edda says. It says, faith is not complacent. Faith is action. You don't have faith and wait. When you have faith, you move. And that's what God wants. He wants us that when he tells us to do something, when uh, he is promising us something, is to not question what he says, even though questioning God, there's nothing wrong with that because we see multiple times in Scripture where people question God. But while you're questioning God, you could be moving. Uh, you, you could be laying hold or positioning yourself in a place where God can really bless your life. I like what James said, James 2 and 17 says, In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accomplished by action, he said it's dead. It's stinking. It's dead. It has no life to it. Matter of fact, the Living Bible says, So you see, it, it isn't enough just to have faith. You must also do good to prove that you have it. Faith that doesn't show itself by good works is no faith at all. It is dead and useless. Uh, I don't want my faith to be dead and useless. 
No, no, I want a faith that moves. I want a faith that has action. I, 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 I want God that when he tells me something that he knows that I'm going to do exactly what he told me to do. Um, that I'm going to arrive at the destination the exact time that I need to arrive because I've used the faith that he's given unto me. And see, the more we wait to respond to what God has told us, the more likely we are to talk ourselves out of what God has told us to do. I don't know about you, but I've been guilty of that. I've been guilty. I, I knew it was God. Uh, but somewhere down the line, I was scared. I was walking in fear instead of faith. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fear, fear is uh, the... Uh, uh, the enemy of faith. Uh, so we have to check fear at the door when God tells us to do something because most of the time that's the first thing that's going to show up. Fear and doubt and unbelief. All that stuff is going to rise when God speaks uh, to our lives to make that move. Uh, see, one of our problems, another one of our problems is we want to know too much. Yeah, we want all the details. We want God to uh, just write us a letter and just tell us, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, you know, how it's going to go. Uh, but God doesn't work like that. That is not faith. That is not faith. Faith is trusting God uh, without all the information. <laughs> uh, so, so, so when this happens, understand, we start thinking uh, things are too big. Things are too impossible to achieve. And the result is that we shortchange, that we are shortchanged into being less and experiencing less than what God has planned for our lives. Imagine how many people have gone on that have never tapped into the fullness of what God planned and purposed for their life. I told you Sunday that it would be a shame to get to heaven and him play the tape back play one tape of what we have accomplished in life and then play the next tape of what we could have accomplished if we'd have just activated our faith, taken our faith to another level. Uh, uh, so, so, so uh, well, faith requires us in, in, to immediately obey God. Immediately obey God. I like what uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer says. He says, faith is only real when there is obedience, never without it. And faith only becomes faith in the act of obedience. Faith becomes faith when we act, when we move, when we do what God has called us to do. Renee Swoop says, faith means obeying God even when all of our questions aren't being answered. Do you think Abraham had some questions? Sure he did. <laughs> sure he had some questions. Uh, I mean, his whole promise was built around Isaac. He was his, his, his promised seed. And now God tells him to take that same seed and take it and offer it up unto him. Now, now I... I, I I was teaching this one time, and I said, you know, one of the reasons that he got up early is because he didn't want to tell his wife. Uh, oh, yeah, well. 
Because she would have said, are you crazy? Are you going to take my son and you're going to take him and kill him? No, it ain't going to happen like that. But, but he moved in God's timing. And I think that's critical that, uh, that we understand is that uh, there are seasons. When, when, when God tells us, and I may be getting ahead of myself, when God tells us to have faith in something, it is often not for the season that we're in. God is trying to get our faith built up to believe him in this season for that season. How can I? Any, any farmer that plants, if he plants corn, he does not expect corn in that season. Harvest time is coming. So he's planning for the season ahead. So the same thing with faith. God wants us to have faith in this season. And, and really, uh, I'm really, you could get excited here because the reason that God is unctioning us right now to have faith and to increase our faith and to have relentless faith in this season is because there are some expected things in the next season that he has prepared for our lives. And if we don't get the faith here, we'll never obtain the promise there. Ah, so God is trying to unction us. He's trying to prod us to, to increase our faith, to believe him in spite of circumstances and situations. I know it looks hard. I know it looks difficult. I know other people are going on ahead. I, 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 I know you're facing challenges right now, but God has got a season of harvest that is waiting on you. If you would just believe him right where you are, you can't see see your way out it don't feel good you can't understand it but I'm still gonna praise him in this season I'm gonna trust him in this season because I know huh yeah yeah that in the next season God I'm gonna be able to walk right into the blessing that God has for me because I trusted him over there uh, I don't know who that's for uh, somebody ought to praise him right there Ah, because he's trying to do something in your life. He's trying to stir up your faith. Uh, the enemy is trying to rob you of it. He's trying to overthrow your faith in this season because he's got a sneaky suspicion of what God has planned and purpose for you over there. But if you just trust God right here, if you just believe him, if you just trust his word, if you just regurgitate his word out of your mouth if you would just believe it in your heart you can't see it you don't know how it's gonna work out but one thing you do know that you trust in God in spite of that and he said I'll never leave you neither will I forsake you he said that he would provide he says that he a God that cannot lie uh, that his word would not return void on unto him so everything that he's spoken over your life in the the season that it needs to be released God is gonna release it if you would just believe him right here somebody ought to praise him right where you are oh yeah 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 he wants you to have relentless relentless faith relentless faith uh, Abraham immediately uh, actions showed just how much trust he had in God 
immediate action. Uh, I, I mean, how much trust do you have in God? Do you trust him when things are only good? Yeah. Uh, uh, do you trust him when you only know the details? <laughs> or can you just trust him in spite of... Uh, uh, Abraham saw something. He saw something. Uh, he saw something. I got some... Uh, go to Ephesians. Uh, uh, that's, that's past the last good slide or, or regular slide. Yeah, I, I just want to show you. I, I put these in there because I, I didn't know I was, I was studying today. And uh, I, I just said, just in case the Lord lead me this way, I want to put these scriptures in here. Look, look what Ephesians 1 and 18 said. It says, I pray, look what Paul tells his Ephesians. He says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Paul here is trying to encourage these Ephesians, and he's praying for them that their eyes be open. Uh, and he's not talking about their natural eyes here. He's talking about their spiritual eyes. See, the same thing that Abraham saw that pushed him uh, to take his son to offer him up, Abraham wasn't seeing in the natural. Uh, Sarah, see, the, uh, maybe he didn't tell Sarah because she would be looking in the natural, but, but he could see in the spiritual realm. That's why he's considered the father of faith. He, he's not looking in the natural. He's, he's seeing something above the natural. He's seeing the supernatural. And this is what Paul is praying for these Ephesians to see. And this should be our prayer every day of our life that God would open up our eyes that we could see see the spiritual things that he has planned and purpose for our lives. The spiritual thing. See, some things we're not going to see in the natural. Is We're going to have to go into the supernatural. Uh, give me that next. Give me that next scripture. Uh, yeah. The, 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 the living Bible says, I pray, that your, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can see something in the future he has called you to share. Huh. The only way that we're going to see the future plans that God has for us is in the supernatural. <laughs> because it's going to take us seeing in the supernatural before it comes in the natural. Let's uh, uh, 2 Kings, uh, yeah, 2 Kings 6. and uh, look, 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 at, look at Elijah. Uh, Elijah... There's some difficulty going on. So uh, Elijah's with his servant, and his servant wakes up, you know, got sleep in his eyes, and waking up and get, getting them a fresh cup of, uh, uh, what's that coffee? Uh, Wawa coffee. Yeah, he's getting a cup of Wawa coffee. And, and, and he's standing there uh, at the sink, and he's, he's looking out of the window, and he notices something in the natural. The text says that when the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. And he says, oh, no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. And then Elijah said, don't be afraid. He said, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Elijah, the man of God, 
could see in the spiritual realm. He could see so much that the natural didn't bother him. And see, that's where God is trying to get us to. To the point that we see in the spiritual where the natural doesn't bother us. The doctor's report doesn't bother us. The bills doesn't bother us. Yeah, our, our enemy doesn't bother us. Whatever they're saying about us doesn't bother us because I'm not looking in the natural. I don't have to fight you in the natural. I, I don't have to worry about what you're doing in the natural because I'm taller. I'm looking above the natural. I can see in the supernatural. I can see that what you're saying won't stand. I can see that even though I got the doctor's report, God is going to bring a healing. Even though the bills seem enormous, I see God opening up the windows of heaven and pouring me out a blessing that I don't have room enough to receive. You got to see it in the spiritual realm. Uh, so look what Elijah did. It says they came back. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, yeah, yeah, you were right. You were right. Stay there. He says, I prayed. Elijah prayed. Prayed to the Lord uh, so that he may see. Uh, he wasn't blind. <laughs> he was seeing. He saw the army. He saw this great enormous army that was coming up against them. But he prayed that he would see in the spiritual realm. Uh, he says, then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. Oh, what if we woke up every morning seeing in the spirit? What if we woke up every morning? What if we walked in our job seeing in the spirit? What if we walked into the doctor's office seeing in the spirit? What if we walked into uh, the bank seeing in the spirit? That's where God is trying to get us as believers. Don't walk after the flesh, but walk after the spirit. The more that we walk after the spirit of God, God would allow the veil to be ripped off of our eyes that we could see in the spiritual realm, the supernatural things that he wants to do in our lives. God wants us to see in the spirit. That's the prayer that we ought to wake up with every morning. Lord, open my eyes. Lord, open my eyes. You ought to open your mouth and say, Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes that I may see that I may see in the spirit, that I may see in the supernatural. This, 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 this stuff in the natural is getting on my nerve. This stuff in the natural, oh, I can't deal with. I need to see in the spiritual realm oh, that this stuff don't mess with me. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what happened to the children of uh, four minutes. Ain't it? That's what happened to the children of Israel. That's what happened to the children of Israel in Numbers, Numbers 13 and 26. You know, you know that, that God had already, he had already shown them how powerful he was. Isn't that, isn't that something? And every one of us, God has already shown us just how powerful he is. If we would take a trip down memory lane, 
If we recall the wonderful things that God has done in our lives, some of us, he picked us off of a bed of affliction. Some of us were way down and he turned our life around. If we would just take a trip down memory lane, the same God that did that, the same God, the same God. He said, I'm the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. The same God that did that is able to do this. Whatever you need, he's able to do it. So they had seen God. They had cried out to God. 400 years in bondage. And they cry out to God and he delivers them. He calls Moses. Doesn't answer them, but he calls Moses. And Moses comes as a deliverer. Moses leads them out of Egypt, out of the hand of Pharaoh. He leads them through the Red Sea. And they were on their way to the promised land. 40 days. Some say it would have took even less to get there. But instead of 40 days, 40 years. All because they were seeing in the natural. <laughs> Only two saw in the spirit. Caleb, yeah, and Joshua. They saw in the spirit. Oh, there's so much there. Uh, I, I, I mean, they, they sent out 12 spies, 12 spies to go and spy out the land. They come back and they said, it is as God said it is. Matter of fact, we got proof. They come back carrying proof, carrying proof of what God was going to do in and through their life. Uh, and they were worried about some giants when God had already brought them through a Red Sea. That's sometimes our problem. God has done so much for us that we fail to look back and see what he's done. And if he did that, uh, God can do exceedingly abundantly above that that we can ask or think uh, according to the power that worketh in us. Uh, so two come back, 12 come back. Uh, 10 say we're not able. They got giants there. Ten say, we look like. There it is. They seeing with their natural eye when God wants them to see in the spirit. They said, those giants are too big. We cannot take them down. We look like grasshoppers in their eyes. Uh, and, and Joshua and Caleb, si with Caleb, the Bible said Caleb silenced the crowd. Oh, I, I'm, I'm going to say something. Be quiet, he said. I'm going to be nice. He, be quiet. Silence the crowd. And he said, we can do it. But how many know, oftentimes, it's the majority that gets us in trouble. Following after the majority. And instead of them listening to two, they listened to the ten. And it cost them 40 years in the wilderness, never entering into the promise that was available, was available to them. It was available, but never lay hold. Matter of fact, the Bible says, uh, yeah, okay. Do I have the next one? I don't have 14. Well, if you go back and read 14, the Bible says that they wept, they mourned and wept because of the decision that they made. They never entered into what God had promised them. 
And many people have gone on and never entered into the promise that God has promised them. And God is trying, I'm, I'm done. God is trying to get us to the point to know that he has all these promises out here waiting on us. But the only way that we're going to lay hold to them is by using our faith. The more that we use our faith, the more that it's exercised, the stronger it becomes. Matter of fact, the stronger it becomes to stand up against the attack of the enemy. Because that attack is coming. But you want your faith strong enough to withstand the attack, but also the test. That's why it has to be strong. <laughs> the attack and the test. <sighs> Glory. He has prepared some things for us, for all of us. The Bible says, eyes have not seen nor ear heard. Neither had it entered in the heart of man what God has prepared for those that love him. Think about. Maybe there's something in your life right now that he has He's promised before. But you thought it could never happen. Maybe you thought you, you know, I'm too old to, to achieve that. You know, that, you know that, that'll never happen. You know, it didn't happen in my family. It, it hadn't happened yet. So, you know, who am I that it's, it will happen to me? But if God has promised it, Understand, the only thing that's keeping it at bay is your faith. That if we use the faith that God has given unto us, that we'll lay hold to those blessings and promises that he has in store. Anybody glad about that on tonight? My God. Uh, yeah, we just picked that, picked that up fourth Wednesday. We'll pick it up. So much, so much when it comes to faith. Bible is just full of, of scriptures that help fortify our faith. Fortify it. And that's what we need to, those are the things that we need to, you know, we need to be reading and regurgitating and praying about. You know, speaking those, those things that are not as though they are. The only way you can do that is by faith. So God is trying to push us in this season of our life. Yeah. He wants us to have faith in this season for the next season. Anybody glad about that on tonight? Glory to God. Thank you, Father.